Good evening, Sportsonians. How's everybody doing up there tonight? I am Mike Agliolo. I am your host for this is Sports Zone. Recording with you live like we do each and every week here via the I-95 Sports and Entertainment Radio Network. And, of course, we are rebroadcast and redistributed through all our various podcasting outlets. So we thank you for joining us no matter how you join us, whether it's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor. We always thank you for joining us no matter how you join us. And we got a good show for you tonight. We have Dave Hastings here right at the jump. Dave, how you doing? Um, um, uh, it's been an interesting day in the uh, world of uh, the NFL, that's for sure. So I'm, I'm yeah. curious, to hear, curious to hear some takes and uh, really, really want to have our tinfoil hat buddy come in because uh, I'm curious to see what he thinks about uh, the, the, the Rodgers and uh, that experience. So, yeah, oh, I'm no. cover and quite intrigued to see uh, what takes may come in. I know I went with the tinfoil hat last week, but we're we're going tinfoil hat with these. Okay. All right, fair enough. Oh, I could so see him going tinfoil hat with the Rogers situation. Uh, okay. All right, fair uh, enough. Well, like like you said, we do have a lot to talk about tonight. I, I am curious. You know, it's funny. All week I, I felt bad because we didn't get to hear Eric's take on what we were talking about last week with baseball. I'm sure we'll still get to hear it. And then the last couple of days, the football news really started ratcheting up. You know, as you said, you know, we got the Aaron Rodgers stuff. We got uh, the Russell Wilson trade. Yesterday, we had the Calvin Ridley stuff. So we we really do have a lot to talk about tonight. It, it's interesting because, you know, you say tinfoil hat on the Rodgers. I'm really curious where you think that's going there because – I hear the Aaron Rodgers news earlier uh, today, and just to clarify, Aaron Rodgers, it was announced that he signed a four-year contract with the Green Bay Packers for $200 million, $153 million of it was guaranteed. The idea was apparently to free up cap space so they could put the franchise tag on Devontae Adams. How that works out cap-wise, I have no fucking idea. Maybe that's where the tinfoil hat comes in. But then Aaron Rodgers, a couple hours after that comes out, says, um, listen, guys, he says on Twitter, listen, guys, yes, I am coming back to the Packers, but I haven't signed a contract, and these terms you're talking about, yeah, that's not there either. But my general well, I mean. Thought- Oh, go ahead, Dave. You you, got to keep in mind with anything we've heard over the last couple of days, none of it is actually official until next week. Next Wednesday, I believe, is the start of the new year. The 16th, I believe, correct? I believe that is when it is. So, I mean, every single thing we've heard, franchise tags, this happened, that happened, blah, 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 blah. I mean, none of it's actually, like, done until yes. next week yes that is that is correct yes i agree with you on that but i mean i i'll get your initial thoughts on this my initial thought when i heard aaron Rodgers um is coming back to green bay is okay 
either everything we went through last year with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay was a total fucking sham, or they patched up their differences, which is great and everything, but you're going back to Green Bay. Whoop-de-doo. You're going to win another championship in your career? I mean, it'll be interesting because a lot of their key pieces are still there, especially with the tag on Devontae. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're smart enough not to waste the first-round draft pick on a quarterback again, (laughs) you know, they they could probably add a little bit more talent. I mean, apparently this is – a lot of people like the wide receiver class that's coming out. Um, Mm. Like, I mean, so they might be able to add a little bit more speed and talent there. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm definitely – I – Look, the the NFC with Russell Wilson leaving, I mean, you really have – and Tom Brady retiring, you've got, what, Aaron Rodgers, um, Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan. uh, Uh, The Falcons uh, are done, though. Yeah, I I don't think they have the talent. Yeah, but that's another one. Calvin Ridley's suspension. What the fuck? A whole fucking year? Jesus. Yeah, we're going to get into that one because, let's be honest, we are sponsored by DraftKings and FanDuel here. FanDuel and DraftKings, the NFL, yes, we partner with them, but we don't want anybody who works for us uh, participating in any of their products. What do you mean the refs are fixing games? We don't know what you're talking about. I mean, come on, dude. You got guys getting six-game suspensions for beating the shit out of their wife or girlfriend and... Yeah, Adrian Peterson got six games for beating his son with a stick. But we're like, hey, you gambled, so you're out for the whole year. I mean, mm. there's, there's a lot of holes in that in that that explanation to me. I mean, I get it if he was playing the game. Yeah. That I get. Like, if he was That's playing a- in the games he bet, that I that is a completely different scenario. But he did not bet in any games that he played in. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is where a big, 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 big question mark comes up. Like, I don't know how you justify that one. That, that's a. No, yeah. I agree. I, I totally agree with you on that because he was on, what was it, non-football injury leave for his mental health. Now, you can question the fact, why is this dude gambling when he's concerned about his mental health? You can question that one all you want, but he's he's not with his team. He has no insider information. It, I, I, you're really going to tell me he's keeping in touch with the other teams to the point where he knows he has an advantage over anyone else placing a bet? I, that really is very weak. To me, it's paper thin. Well, the idea. Like, to me, like, I also look at it where it's like still on his rookie contract. So it's not like he's sitting on, you know, so many right. that he could, you know, talk to one of his boys on a head on and was like, yo, I'll throw you a mill if, if you drop a couple passes and, and help cost your team the game. Sure. You know, like, it's not like he's got money that he's, th- he, at least as far as I know, he doesn't have money to just throw around and, and be able to influence, you know, other players to talk, throw a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and listen, I get the idea in its base form. 
You don't want players gambling at all. Even if they're not with the team, you don't want that. I get that. But the fact is, he's not with the team. No insider information. As you said, and that's a great point, Dave, on his rookie contract, he's not breaking in the dough. I agree with you on that one there. So there's no way he's going to be able to do that. And uh, from what I heard, he's placing like 18 parlays. Dude, i tell you right now, like the, I mean, we've talked a little bit about my gambling forays over the last few weeks here. You're placing eight team, eight leg parlays. That's a gamble in and of itself. They're like, you have to protect the integrity of the game. All right, fine. There's the hypocrisy issue from the NFL standpoint because you're taking the money hand over fist from DraftKings and FanDuel. No, we can't let our players do this. You always knew that was going to be a factor in this. You always knew that was going to come up at some point. This is the guy you do it with? Who everybody knew wasn't with the team at the time? It's... It, it's, I mean, this is more of a tinfoil hat thing than the Packers thing, if I'm being honest. Well, it's just, it's one of those things that it makes absolutely no sense to me. I, I mean, I guess mm. fine. You want to spend them, fine. But to, a whole year, like, Jesus Christ, come on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very long, longer than, as, as you said, as the memes have said, just about any domestic violence thing that's been out there. But... He's back tonight after a one-week absence, so we have to get his thoughts on the matter. Eric Tressler is back, ladies and gentlemen. Eric, how you doing? The the hypocrisy is just yes. running absolutely rampant, mm-hmm. and that's the problem I have. Is like, like I said, you guys, Connor McDavid, who is one of the biggest stars in the NHL, just recently signed a deal with Bet MJM or MGM. There you go. You have current players now advertising for these sports books. These sports books are all in bed with these leagues. This mm-hmm. is this is totally totally blown out of proportion. This is, I mean, I mean, come on. He wasn't even playing. He, from all accounts, I heard he bet on them to win. If he didn't even bet on the Falcons, and in the in the long run, if he wasn't on the field playing. Who really gives a shit what he was betting off the field? To be honest, I mean, at this point, really, I mean, it's it's silly, it's stupid, it's overblown, and to me, I don't know what kind of like this to me is the John Gruden situation all over again. Like, I feel like Atlanta was pretty pissed off at Calvin Ridley for deciding to sit out this year and was like, let's screw this kid over somehow. The NFL went did a little bit of digging and was able to find this and, and got their way. So now he'll be suspended. He'll be, he'll be without pay this year. And this is this would have been the year he would have got paid too because it was the fifth year of his option. He would have got like ten million this year. Right? I think like his whole contract like totaled ten million. So I mean, he's really missing out on a payday here too. So it's he he kind of did it to himself, but at the same time, like. If the NFL really wanted to go digging, I'm pretty sure they could find more than just Calvin Ridley betting on football games. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder how hard the NFL really looked when it came to other players or coaches or referees gambling on these sports sites. So, to me, that's where it's kind of like, you know, 
it's, it's kind of a bullshit, kind of bullshit to me. And to me, there's something else deeper in the story. Like it's almost like he's getting punished for something else because this doesn't make a ton of sense to punish him for this this day and age. Um, he, he's not Pete Rose. This isn't the '70s, and I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Here. I mean, listen, the NFL was always going to have a perception issue in terms of suspending players for participating in gambling activities once they started taking money from the gambling companies. Every sports league was going to have that perception issue. Eric, I can't really say it too much better than you, though. The idea that you're doing it to a guy who wasn't even with the team, and Dave said it before you came on the air, I'll say it just so you know, and you kind of said it too. He's not he, he's not making millions of dollars just yet. What do you say? He would have made ten million ten million dollars this year. That's more this than he made this year. Yeah, yeah it, that's more than he made this rookie deal yeah. is worth like that. And then like so, just so, fifth year option, so bumped up because of the fifth year option. Yeah, so this is so this yeah. so yeah, so this wasn't a guy who was raking in the dough. And you're going after this guy million, here. No, he had like a six million. He had like, I think he was a rookie. He had like a 10 or $11 million deal, but like six million was a signing bonus. And then it broke down and I think he got like 600,000 his first year. So his first year, he got like 6.6 because of the signing bonus. And then yeah. he got like one point something and one point something. And he really hasn't, I think he made like one point something this year. Like he really hasn't been a top paid receiver. He was on par to get paid or either get traded and get paid, but this is going to derail that. But that's why, to me, I think it goes deeper, and I'm going to put a tinfoil hat on here. There you go. There it is. And say, I really think that may take years and somebody's booked down the line to come out, but you're going to hear some kind of story about how this really wasn't about him gambling and how, like, something else was happening behind the scenes that, either got him in trouble or got him blackballed or whatever. So he's a guy who kind of did it to his own career, but at the same time, I I don't think we know the full story here. And Mm. that to me is like, I don't know. I'm just like, "Mm, I think, you know, maybe the owner (laughs) has something out for him. Okay. All right. Dave, do you have any closing thoughts on this before we go to the news of the day and what you wanted to hear Eric talk about? I look, I mean, Calvin Ridley's getting hoped, and I think he is a sacrificial lamb, just like Eric said before with the John Gruden thing. It's, you know, you're you're a big enough name that people are going to listen, but you're not a big enough name that if you're not playing for this year, we're going to have any issues with fans watching the game. Mm. There you go. All right. So, D- Eric, I will tell you, Dave is very curious to your reaction for this. We're going to start with the football news of the day. And the first story that broke today was Aaron Rodgers is returning to the Packers. Originally, and I said this before you came on the air, I'll say it again. We heard it was a $200 million contract for four years with $153 million guaranteed. Then two hours later, Rodgers comes out and says, "Uh, listen, guys, I am coming back to the Packers, but no contract has been signed in those terms. That's, That's not right. And... Dave is dying for you to put on a tinfoil hat here. No, I, I, I got to be honest. This is the first I'm hearing of a retraction of this because as far as I oh, know. Oh, it happened it was, a few hours ago. No, it did happen yeah, a few no, hours then ago. I'm, then I did not I did not know that. All I knew was that he was signed, and then I went on to the Russell Wilson news and all that. So 
and Devontae, but them uh, franchising Devontae Adams. So to me, the signing of Rodgers and the, the franchise tagging of Devontae Adams made sense. So, but the money he signed for is, I mean, just stupid. And to be honest, I mean, I now hearing that that's not a done deal and those aren't the numbers, I don't know what's going on. So I'm totally confused. So I got to be honest, Dave, you're looking for a reaction. I don't have much of one because this is the first I'm hearing of it. So I'm a little shocked. Uh, I'll say that. I I think it would be stupid on both parts to sign that contract. Well, one, you know, Rodgers can get paid almost anywhere. So why the hell would he choose to stay in an organization where he's clearly been unhappy the last couple of years? And they really can't get over the hump of the NFC um, or, or the NFC championship game anyway. So they, they got to do something different there. Uh, Jordan Love, they drafted in the first round last last year. So if they signed that Rodgers for another four, like that's five years of him sitting on the bench. I, I like that's a wasted first round pick, in my opinion. Um, I, I'm baffled to hear that Rod- <laughs> now Rodgers is the one that came out and said that wasn't a done deal. He said he put a tweet out. He said, "Listen, I am coming back to the Packers." But not only are the terms not right, but the idea that I've signed the contract, nothing's done. But I, he did say he's coming back to the Packers. That's the main thing. He is coming back to the Packers. Why does Schefter keep coming out with these stories so early if they're not so accurate? Because I got to be honest, like, he broke the Tom Brady thing, but then, like, that didn't happen for a while after. Like, I, why is he jumping the gun on these things? Well, I mean, let's be honest. I, I, and I actually, no, I'm going to say my comment on that, Dave. I want to hear what what tinfoil hat theory did you think Dave I, Eric was going to go with? Well, really quick to answer Eric's question, the reason why he comes out with these things is because he's protected by the house and house. Um, so up all he wants, he's still getting a nice fat paycheck, and they want to be ahead of everything compared to anybody else, so they know they can cover it. The reason why I felt there would be a tinfoil hat reaction from Eric was that we have spoken about the Rogers situation countless amount of times over the last year. Right. And we kept going back and forth and it, it kept going to basically thinking, yeah, he's done with green, green Bay. And then it turns into, well, he might go to Denver. He might retire. Then us as a group started throwing out, uh, you know, all these different um, that we thought he'd be a good fit for. And then it's no decision. And Green Bay's, you know, they get their right to move on to Jordan Love. And then, like, to me, it just came across as a situation where it was like, hey, let's keep our names in the headlines. Aaron Rodgers spent a nice, you know, two, three weeks being bashed in the, you know, horrible person of the NFL. So let's give him this different route where the Packers can look like the team that wants to love him and keep him, and he can look like the asshole. And then <laughs> the give him this fat chunk of change reportedly. And then Rodgers comes out and says that, you know, he didn't sign anything yet, which, like I mentioned earlier in the show, nobody can sign anything right now because the league year hasn't started. But mm-hmm. anyway, but then they give him a deal where his annual value of salary put makes him the highest paid player in the league, yet his actual cap hit for this year is lower than it was last year. 
So like, there's just all these little things that I would, I like, and Eric, like you said, obviously you didn't know about him tweeting that, you know, he didn't sign anything yet, but like, I just felt like there was enough over the last year, year and a half of talk with Aaron Rodgers. I just really kind of thought you, you might've thrown all those things together and came up with some tin foil hat theory. I don't actually have one. Um, I think <laughs> headlines and, you know, getting anything else. Um, I think Charles Barkley said it best, and I don't know if I've ever heard Aaron Rodgers describe better. He's the pretty girl that constantly needs to be told he's pretty. Um, and <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, as a human being, could be summed up better than that statement. Uh, still arguably one of the greatest uh, quarterbacks to ever stand on a football field. Um, but it doesn't change who he is as a human being. So uh, I thought Barkley said it perfectly, and I found it hysterical. But, yeah. Uh, those are the reasons why I thought, you know, Eric might piece together a tinfoil hat uh, uh, statement. Well, what yeah, you sh- I, go ahead. I'm, I'm thinking about it. And like, as he's talking, putting it together, I mean, so you think it's more them messing with Rogers finagling the numbers but to be honest, it's really to me about the guaranteed money. So how are they breaking up that guaranteed money? If his cap hits less than this year, is a good amount of that money all just bashed into a signing bonus? Do you know oh. about any of that? Oh, yeah. Supposedly out of the, the $200 million, 150, 148 or 150 of it's guaranteed. So 153. Of, yeah, yeah so 153. So I'm wondering how much of that is signing bonus. Honestly, my guess is that they basically pieced together the contract the same way they pieced together last year, where every single year it's a player option and he can opt out at any point. So they probably break out a, like he basically contract every year and re and coop up that one fifty three over the four years. And then if not, then he could probably go some Bobby Bonilla type of way where they just owe him money for a extremely long an unnecessary period of time. Sorry, Mike. I had I, I the best you, comparison. You, I really? Okay. It's, All right. We're gonna move on. Now we're gonna move on. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Money and yeah, no, they might be deferring it. Um, especially if they got a chunk of change that much. But I got to be honest. How stupid are the Packers to to even offer that? And I say this because we're talking about a quarterback who's thirty seven years old right now. Going to be thirty eight years old. It's going to be 42 by the time if you think you're going to get through all four years. And even if it's only a one-year deal, plus, 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 it it doesn't matter. The guy's still on the – like, I get it. He's won the last two MVPs. Eventually, one of these years, he's not going to win the MVP. He's not going to be what he was the year before. We've even seen with guys like Tom Brady and whatever else. There is some kind of drop-off. Like, you need to either upgrade your talent pool like Brady did. Kind of like that meme I sent you guys before where it was like Brady was like, well, I take less money and try to spread it around so I got some good players around me and then, you know, win some more Super Bowls. And Rogers like, fuck that. He's giving me the money. Like, that's kind of what it is here, I feel like, you know? Like, that, was a good, that was a really good meme. I'll give you that one. Fuck them you kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. fuck them kids. Like, <laughs> like, you know what? But I mean, when you're taking up, if the, if, this, if the cap is 208 this year, even if he has a cap hit less than last year, so what is he still going to be 35, 40 million? He's still going to be like 20% of the cap hit. 
Like, he's going to be a big cap hit. Like, he's not, uh, like, to put that much into one position, to put one-fifth of your money into one position, and then you got to fill in 21 other starting positions and the rest of a roster, and then you're going to franchise tag Devontae Adams, so that's going to cost you a nice chunk of change. Like, you got a lot of money tied up in two guys, and I don't know how much focus you could put on the rest of the team to really build that up. So, to me... I'm not for paying a guy like that. I I mean, I know we did it in a couple of years of Eli's career there, but again, it's just the way quarterback, con- I, I, and I get it. That's the way quarterback contracts go in the, in the NFL. They always go up. They never go down. Like <laughs> even the bad quarterbacks get good contracts. It's just what it is. Um, but yeah, it's uh yeah, and I mean, if, if Rodgers can get this kind of money, what kind of money is Kyler Murray going to get? What kind of money is Lamar Jackson going to get? What kind of money are some of these other young quarterbacks who are 10 years better, younger than Rodgers going to get? You know what I mean? And then their second and third contracts. Like, it's going to be stupid. Um, I just don't know if it's sustainable, and I, I don't know why Green Bay would want to put themselves in that situation. I know Rodgers probably gives them the best chance to win, but then what the hell did you waste the first-round draft pick on Jordan Love for? First-round picks are supposed to be up for talent that can walk in right now and help your organization. Jordan Love isn't that guy, especially if you're not going to play him. So I don't understand that pick. So I, I, there's a lot wrong with the situation, which – to me, makes more sense than Rogers saying, well, I didn't sign on the dotted line yet. Maybe he's still not as happy as they say. And maybe if the money isn't what is being reported out there and it's somewhat different or structured different, maybe he's having second thoughts. And I got to be honest, if I'm Green Bay, I'm going to be happy that he's having second thoughts. Because, like, some of you guys would need to break it down to me. Why is he worth that much money? When was the last time he won the Super Bowl? He's got some MVPs. They look nice in his trophy case. But when was the last time he brought a Lombardi back to the place where the Lombardi probably belongs? Well, here's yeah. Here's here's my thing. First of all, like I said, Rogers did say in the tweet, "I'm coming back to Green Bay." From Green Bay's perspective, I think the only reason you do a contract like this, giving him that much money, is you've lost the confidence in Jordan Love, which does go to your point, Eric, why you draft him in the first place. Maybe they thought they saw something in him, and then when they got him, they realized, oh, shit, this guy ain't ready. We can't let Rodgers go now. But I'm going to tell you right now, my initial thought when I saw this was just like, all right, great, he's in Green Bay. Eric, to go back to your point, are you going to do something to win another championship? Because, listen, we all know, we've all said at various points, nobody's going to question the idea that Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer. But it's been a very long time since he won the Super Bowl, since, since he got to a Super Bowl. He can't get over that championship game hump, uh, the, the conference championship game hump. He, he hasn't been able to do it. So are we going to do that, or are we just going to keep padding your regular season stats? Because I'm curious, I feel like Aaron Rodgers right now is in a very similar position to where Peyton Manning was when he went to Denver, where he's a great quarterback. We all know he's an all-time great, top 10, all that stuff, going to be in the Hall of Fame, yes, no doubt. Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning have more championships than you. You have the same amount of championships as Matt Stafford does right now. 
Is that going to change? Are we going to do something? Because otherwise, this is just status quo for me. Thoughts? Well, yeah, I don't think I don't think you're off at all with any of those thoughts. I, I think mm-hmm. when when it's all said and done, it definitely is proof that Jordan Love was a royal, royal waste of a draft pick. Yes. Maybe they do get over that hump if they spent that draft pick on a really talented wide receiver or a um, you know solid defensive player. But no, let's take a, a quarterback that's going to sit on the bench his entire rookie contract, and we probably won't give him a second deal. So yeah, like I mean, there's a, there's there's a lot of question marks. That is for mm-hmm. sure, but. I think the the way Green Bay looked at it, and if the contract's the way I think it's going to end up being, um, I think what you're going to end up seeing, or what I think Green Bay's thought process was, is, well, if we keep Rodgers in the NFC, we have the best quarterback in the conference. Mm. We have a top 10 roster in the conference if we also uh, retain Devontae Adams. So... Fuck it, let's roll with it and see what can happen. And I really think that's their thought process. But I do think what's crazy, and not to take us off Rodgers, but I mean, Jesus Christ, the guy, I mean, we've talked enough about the guy over the last I got to be honest, I'm over this storyline. I don't want to go back to this next season. I don't want to revisit this anymore. This yeah. is to me like just a storyline that just is, it, it, it's run its course. But, um, no, I'm we can definitely, I'm we can. The Rodgers leaving Green Bay storyline. We can definitely that, move on from that, this because I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one, Eric. That, Go ahead, Dave. I'm trying to take you guys. Mm. I think it's crazy. And fuck it, we're going to throw another tinfoil hat on. But how crazy is it that not even 15 minutes after you hear Rogers signs, the news of Russell Wilson getting traded to Denver breaks and everybody thought gonna, Denver was Rogers. I'm going to throw, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw oh, one. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's here's where here's where you can start crumpling up some tinfoil. Um, <laughs> it, the last few days, I don't know if you've seen, but I guess Von Miller's been posting. Like, oh, I should I be this. 58 or 40? Then he posted 50, uh, 5280, which is, you know, a mile, which, mile high. Like, he's been posting a lot of stuff about possibly going back to Denver, like cryptic stuff in the last few days. So yeah, for him to be post last, last jersey number and the year uh the Super Bowl that they won in Denver, he was there. Yeah, that was the and that, and that number. What number? Yep. So to me, I'm wondering if maybe he knew something was coming, and is like, well, I won a Super Bowl here. I'm good here. I want to go back to Denver because now they're gonna have a good chance to win next year, and I want to go there. I want to go back there. I won one there already. I like it there. I didn't really want to leave anyway. I came here to win a chip. I did that. Now I'll go back home. Um, I'm wondering, I'm going that far and saying, did he know something? Was there other talk in the league? And this was just more of a formality and maybe we're, we're, we're on the outside looking in the, you know, in the last to know. Um, That's it, big news. Well, that is interesting because, what came out after the news got announced was that this particular trade had been in the works for a couple weeks. Apparently, Denver and Seattle had had dialogue for about two weeks. Seattle supposedly never made a formal offer to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. 
But the trade that apparently has been agreed upon here, and as Dave said, nothing can be finalized until next week when the league, league year starts, is Russell Wilson is going to the Denver Broncos along with a fourth-round draft pick for quarterback Drew Locke, uh, defensive lineman, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now, Harris, I think, was it, and yeah. tight end Noah Font along with two first-round draft picks, two second-round draft picks, and a fifth-round draft picks. Maybe you guys know something I don't know here. I haven't seen any years announced on those draft picks, so that'll be interesting to see how that factors in. That's a but e- For That's Seattle a or Denver? Yeah, for, for Seattle, for, uh, to get all those picks back and everything else, I mean – yeah, they're giving up Russell Wilson, but he's also 33 years old on the downside of his career. He's not on the upside, you know. I And he's got, what, I think two years left on his deal, so he's got this year and next year. So you're going to have to restructure yeah. and probably extend him. I am really, really big money. I mean, it's going to yeah. be, you know. Real, uh, he's going to be he's going to be getting Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes type money. That's what he, he don't get traded in the neck at that kind of money, and I'm sure they're probably all working out the extension there. You know what I mean? Like it's not. I, I don't know. I to me it was. I, now granted, they're just getting Seattle's just getting back to draft picks they gave up in the crappy Jamal Adams trade. So I, I like to to me like I don't think Seattle like improved greatly. I definitely don't think Drew Locke is a great improvement. And to me, I'm more pissed off at the Giants because. You have Daniel Jones, and you had two first-round picks this year. You have first-round picks in other years. You could have easily put this package together and shipped Daniel Jones out there with some picks and brought back Russell Wilson. Well, in all fairness, in all fairness, Eric, you've been saying for the last year you didn't think a quarterback like Russell Wilson would, would have really changed this situation. I like this situation better with him under center. But I, right. I think a big part of our problem is the more I'm, the more I watch his team, I can't just keep blaming the offensive line. When I look at a team like the Bengals, who had a shitty offensive line, went to a Super Bowl this year, I can't sit here and blame all the Giants' woes on a crappy offensive line. That's fair. That's fair. I can give you that. Here's my thoughts on this, and then Dave will go to you on this. This is the ultimate all-in move. This is the move you make if you feel like you're one quarterback away from a championship. Now, we can debate all we want about this. We just saw a team like the Rams go all in. Now, it took them about three years of going all in, but they did win the championship. So all the draft picks they gave up during the course of that and still have to pay for that championship is going to be worth it for them because they got their championship. Now, I don't think any one of us looks at Denver and says, Russell Wilson makes them a championship contender. We look at this trade and we say, holy shit, the AFC is stocked now. And I look at that AFC West division. Derek Carr comes back with the Raiders. Let's see what they do there. Justin Herbert with the Chargers. Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs. That's now the toughest division in football. I think it's surpassed the NFC West because – Seattle is not going to be a contender next season. You look at them like San Francisco, maybe they're a contender next season. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, God only knows what's going on with them there. 
And yeah, you have the Rams who maybe they'll be back the way they were this year, or maybe some of those pieces leave. I think the AFC West is definitely taking that title of toughest division in, in football right now. And the AFC as a whole, you look at the quarterbacks that they can stack up now with Burrow and Allen and Herbert and Mahomes, all these guys. Dave, you said it best in a tweet earlier today, and I'm sorry if I'm going to butcher the language, but goddamn, I, I'd rather be in the NFC than the AFC right now. There's just so much competition there. Go ahead, Dave. In a heartbeat. Um, yeah. I also think the other thing is that, like, you said it. You basically hit on it, Mike. But, like, the other thing is, like, you're sitting there and you're like, okay. So, you're adding Russell Wilson mm. to the AFC West. Yet, we're also not remembering the fact that you still have Allen out in Buffalo. You still have, like, the AFC is just stacked right now when it comes down to talent. And I think a lot of people are forgetting that factor. Like, it is ridiculous how many guys they have playing quarterback right now in the AFC. Like, i much rather be in the NFC than the AFC. It is akin to the years where all the superstars were in the Western Conference in the NBA, if you look at it. And again, I'm not saying Denver is a Super Bowl contender right now, but I do think this is an upgrade for Russell Wilson in terms of the personnel he has around him. Because I'm going to be honest, with Cortland Sutton, uh, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy, if all those guys are healthy, now Noah Font would have been nice to have, and it sucks from Wilson's perspective that he got included in the trade here. Apparently, they're high on the uh, the backup tight end, whose last name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Not even going to try to pronounce. I don't know if you guys are taking a look at it. Not even going to try. First name is Albert. We'll call him Albert. That's a deeper receiving core than, in my opinion, he ever had with Seattle because they always had a couple decent speedster guys. They never had guys who you could pencil in for over a thousand yards, like when they added Metcalf to that mix, yeah, all right, fine. You got a little bit there, but that's the best receiving core he's ever had. You got a good running back in Javante Williams. Whether or not they bring back Melvin Gordon is relevant. If a decent offensive line probably could use an improvement, and you have a pretty good defense there too, still with or without Von Miller. So it's it's definitely an upgrade for him. Does this make them it's a Albert Okwe Bonham. Okwe Bonham. Hey, hey, points to you there. I, I didn't even try to pronounce that. Points yeah, just, to you. Fine. What'd you say? I said I just give him credit for trying. I wouldn't even have tried. Hey. <laughs> I think pretty close there. Okwe Bonham. Hey, we have no basis for comparison here. So you got you got it there, Eric. You got it. You're there. <laughs> I was just going to call him Al. Call me Al. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Call him Al. That's it. But, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on this, Eric? 
Not really. Uh, I think it's, we went over it. Tough, tough uh, division, going to be a tough conference. And, uh, yeah, nothing really to throw in there. The only thing, other thing quarterback-wise news I guess I could throw out there, did I read something about Doc restructuring his deal to save Dallas some cap room this year? I think could it was that be da- in a move. Could it be in a move to try to keep Amari Cooper? I think uh, it was. Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. Uh, that's why they re- they're restructuring Dak's contract, Zach Martin's contract. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, they're they're they're. Re- all switch. I. Somebody break out and do a dance party. Yeah, that definitely was not me. No, I think we lost Mike for a minute. He he broke out into a quick dance party. So we'll let him dance it out, and I'll let you keep going. Yeah, I I mean like the the tag on Dalton Schultz, like that that one bothered me. I'm I'm not a fan of that decision. Um, but I do think that their hope is just to get a long uh long term deal done, so it's more to protect them. But then they signed Noah Brown to a one year deal, but they're still talking about releasing Demarcus Lawrence and 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 Amari Cooper losing Randy Gregory. I mean, I honestly, I I don't know if I've ever listened to the things that the Cowboys back to or uh, front office has and shaking my head more. Hmm. Well, it's a, winnable, it's a winnable conference next year. So I mean, I think you guys should try to stock up rather than. Uh, get rid of but you know it depends on cap room too yeah but there's ways we've talked about this before the nfl salary cap it may exist but it's not real i really don't like this i feel like we've seen the storyline play out before where the cowboys act like we we need to do this to save some money to try to like they're talking about resigning cedric wilson and they already resigned the guy noah brown and they're they're, they're trying to do something with gallup here like, you spent the first-round pick on Cooper, and let's be honest here, Cooper's lived up to what you traded for him. Cooper's done everything you've asked for him. We saw this play out with DeMarcus Ware. We saw this play out with Des Bryant, where you let these guys go, and you have nothing to replace him with. I'm sorry, Gallup is not a replacement for Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb could be a replacement. I don't know if he's there yet. I think he works better having Cooper there with him. And if you're going to cut Cooper and he's going to go to another team and be an all pro on that team, you just just move the money around. Just ask him to restructure the contract. What? Why are you seriously going to cut this guy? I, I, it makes no sense to me. And Dave, you kind of brought it up last week and it didn't really hit me until I started seeing more stories about it. But if you're really going to cut him, if he's really going to be your sacrificial lamb to make all the other salaries work, you're cutting your nose off to spite your face. Yep. No, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. And it, it, it's, I mean, look, they haven't released Cooper yet. They haven't released yeah. Mark yet. So, like, it could just be rumors. But, I mean, it, it, meanwhile, they're sitting there and they're going to pay Zeke, I think, like, 14 million this year. Like, don't get me wrong. Love Zeke, but he's gotten worse every year over the last three years. I mean, I mean, look, I mean to be honest, 
I'm not trading the I'm not trading Saquon Barkley for seven million. Like his cap is only seven million this year. That's all they got to pay him. I'll keep him for seven million. Knowing that other teams like, excuse me, like Dallas are paying Zeke twice that. Um, and rather than trade him for a fourth round pick. Well, yeah, I mean, seeing as how apparently that's the best you can get back, I'd keep Barkley for that too. But I'd say this Zeke's another one. Just ask him to restructure the contract. We'll give you an extra year if you move some of that money to next year so we can keep everyone together, and maybe it'll work out better last year, next year than it did last year. That's Mike, it. Mike, Go ahead. teams do not need to ask players to restructure contracts as long as the dollar amount they get paid stays the same. All right, fair enough. I'm just a polite person, I guess. Yeah, no, like all they as long as the dollar amount they get paid for the year itself of the restructure stays the same. They don't mission. Yes, the player has to sign it, but what player is gonna look at them and say, All right, you know what, I'd rather get this money over seventeen games than and a little sign, you know, and, and a little bit of my, you know, roster bonus for when the year starts then have a bunch of this money pushed to my roster bonus when the year starts and then just spread a less amount over the 17 games and set. No player says no to that because it's more money up front. That's True. what a structure is. It just turns into a quote-unquote signing bonus. So when the player signs the restructured cr- contract, they get more money when they sign, but less money week to week. Mm. That's it. That's literally all it is. Like, or they add what they call voided years where like, basically those years are, that's where you get dead money. So like when a player leaves a team, but they have uh, two voided years left on their contract, like they have to pay that player at the beginning of the league year. But I don't even think that counts against your cap. So yeah, it's a, Dallas is a load of shit and that's what pisses me off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I've thought this all damn week long, and I keep coming back to the same feelings and the same opinion. When it's all broken down, they sit there and they make it look like the players are bad guys because they won't agree to take less money. But every single time they got a homegrown talent, they screw it up. They don't pay the guy when they should pay him. They tag him a year or two in a row. Then they finally cave and pay him, and then they're overpaying because they lost two years of the con- uh, technically the fr- two years of franchising tag counts towards what would have been just a larger contract and they do it to them so they did it with lawrence they did it with uh dak they did it uh, they just got bent over and raped by zeke I, I still don't understand why they caved with him though um but that's really what they're doing they're making it sound like oh the players won't take less money the players won't do this the players won't do that no there, the salary cap is a number. You have to stay under that number. I get that. But it's not real when it comes down to how they can maneuver these contracts. And instead, Dallas just throws out these bullshit propaganda statements, makes the players look bad so that when the you know team releases them, every fan is like, oh, I understand. It makes sense. Like It's a load of shit. They're basically trying to play the system when it comes down to the media game. They're good enough to be relevant, but not good enough to be because it's like, top five in jersey sales and their top five in revenue and top three in Forbes most valuable sports franchises it doesn't matter to them 
And, and also, also, uh, no, I'm I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say this too to piggyback to your point. All right. So the idea that they have to save money by cutting Cooper, but you're gonna resign Cedric Wilson, you resign Noah Brown. Whatever happened to quality over quantity? You don't need those guys if you resign Cooper. You could just fill those spots with draft picks. You don't need to do that. Nope. It's it, yeah. like I said, playing the media game. Blow shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently we might lose Randy Gregory this offseason too, I heard. Oh, if they keep doing what they're doing, they're definitely losing Gregory. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Eric, I don't know if you have any response to this. Not really. I was just going to let you guys wallow in your cowboy misery for a minute. But, I mean, again, as sad as, uh, as bleak as you guys are making it seem, we are still one of the top two, three, four teams in the NFC and got a good chance to win the division and conference next year. So I'm sorry. I I, 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 well, I'm sorry, Eric. I, I get where you're coming from on that. But until we can actually win a playoff game and go deep into the playoffs – Saying we're one of the top teams in the in the NFC, one of the top teams in the division, it doesn't mean shit to me. We have to win in the playoffs. If we don't do that, nothing matters. I'll, I'll quote your Yankees on that. Nothing matters. I think I think I think Eric's biggest point though is that he's like, well, I'm a Giant fan. I just win more than four games. Which I get that. I totally understand him on that one. I get that. He's what did you say last week, Dave? First world problems. Exactly. First world yeah. problem. Yeah. Even though it's, again, it is, but it isn't because we can't win a fucking playoff game. But does anybody have anything else NFL related they would like to bring up? Because I think that's a perfect segue to something else. Keep it rolling. Okay. Well, I'm going to go. Dave, do you have anything else? Yeah, Mike, keep it moving. All right. Well, Eric, I'm going to you because. You know, I, I kind of rambled a whole bunch last week because it was very fresh. The idea that the first two series of the baseball season got canceled last week. And as we sit here, we're no closer to the start of the baseball season. We know where everything is in terms of the players and the owners negotiation, but we haven't heard from you on this. So I want to hear from you on this. What are your thoughts on the baseball negotiations between the players and the owners? I'm disappointed. Um, yeah. Uh, that's the biggest thing I could say is, you know, we we're hoping we were further along than we are. Um, you know, you know me, I was hoping that because we weren't hearing a ton in the media, that was a good thing. It seems like it was for a little while, but then, you know, they're just, they're both, way too stubborn and not willing to move. They've been willing to move more. The players have really moved. The owners have barely moved. Um, yeah. So I, you know, it's it's going to come down to who blinks first is really what it is. And uh, the one thing is, is that the difference between, you know, the players union in baseball and others is usually that they're the strongest. They're the most held together and they're going to either prove that or not this time around. Uh, if they cave early, then then they'll prove that the owners really do have all the upper hand and there's nothing really they could do about it. But at the same time, like, 
I, I'm just a fan and I just want baseball. This is the time I should be turning on, like watching some spring training, like getting ready, getting pumped for the season to be starting at the end of the month. And instead, we're sitting here talking about a lockout that's probably not going to end anytime before May. Mm. Um, it's just disappointing, uh, is all I could say. Uh, you know, it's. It really is. And then, you know, when you're talking about before how um, you're saying that they're kind of like, uh, I forget what we were talking about, but you're saying how somebody was protected by ESPN. Oh, uh, Adam Schefter. He go. was kind of like, well, they're not doing the same for Jeff Passan, apparently. Apparently, they've shelved Passan for a little while because he took kind of a player's point of view on this thing. And I guess come out like publicly or on a podcast and said that like, you know, I wouldn't take this horse shit over or something to that effect. And uh, ESPN actually deleted it from the podcast. It's since like showed them a little bit. They're trying to bury the story. Heard yeah. about it mostly on like Cardinal Roberts and stuff like that and some other sites. But, uh, you know, it's just funny that, you know, it really is an owner's mentality. It's an owner's rule. They're the ones that write the checks. So they're the ones that are ultimately have the most power. But, you know, and it's just sad to see because, a majority of the, a large majority of the players are minimum salary players and they don't make a ton of money. And granted, we're talking about guys who make $600,000 a year. Well, we won't see that, in, you know, five years or 10 years, you know what I mean? Like, but it's still like, you know, where other guys like Garrett Cole, you know, they can eat, you know, maybe a year because they're making 36 million a year as is, you know, I'm sure he's had a little bit in the bank to live off of, where the guy making minimum salary may not have as much. And, you know, especially with inflation and economy and everything else, has even less now than they did before, just like the rest of us. So, like, those are the guys they're really fighting for in these negotiations. Um, I'm hoping that a deal could be made, but to me, I'm at a point now where I'm just – I'm becoming a bitter, angry fan. And, like, I don't want to be that way, I'm sure – I'll tune in once it comes back, but at the same time, like I can't just help but be bitter and angry that they can't find some kind of common ground to work off of. And they knew this was coming. Like this wasn't new, but the fact that they waited so long to really even get a bulk of the negotiations going and then to not really follow through much with them and to now like, you know, I I don't know. It's just, it's just overall just sad and disappointing for the fans. Um, who, and, who do you, can I ask you something real quick? Sure. Who do you put it? Who do you put it more on? Do you put it more on the owners or the players? But I, you know, that's a, it's on both of them though, because again, but they're both fighting for different things and for different reasons. So they have different motivations and why they, they haven't pulled the trigger on a deal. Like I, you got to blame both sides here. Like there's, there's no winning here. Like, you know, it just, it was, it's just a bad spot for everybody to be in. Um, so I can't say I sit here and blame the owners more than the players or I blame the players more than the owners I blame everybody because they're all equal in not getting to the negotiating table fast enough. They're all, you know, liable for not talking soon enough for, not getting this thing for not having serious enough conversations for having 10 minute conversations, 15 minute conversations and leaving the room 
for having five hour meetings where you're really only meeting for two hours and in three hours you sit in a room with the rest of your just constituents. You know what I mean? Like I, that's on everybody because, you know, and I don't think the answer is necessarily forcing a bunch of people who don't really have anything to say to each other into a room either. And forced locking the door and telling them, you know, go stay here until you figure it out. I don't think that works either. Like, I think both sides have to be willing to come to the table and negotiate. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Bad Santa, but it reminds me of the negotiation that happened in that movie where like they're sitting at the table and they're, they're talking with whoever across the table. Um, and he's like, you know, oh, well, we'll cut you in for uh, a third of what's going on. And he's like, I want half. And they're like, well, we'll give you 35%. And he's like, half. <laughs> like, well, all right, we'll give you, you 40%. No, 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 half. Like, 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 I feel like that's the owners there. Like, the players are going, okay, well, we'll do this. And then the owners are going, no, nah, we're going we're gonna to stick right here. <laughs> like, ah, how about we just stay right here? Ah, how about we just don't shake? <laughs> I feel like the owners just don't want to budge. Um, and, you know, granted, do they have to? No, so that's why I can't put all the blame on them. But at the same time, like, I just put the blame on everybody for not getting the ball rolling fast enough. Like, everybody knew this was coming. They should have been negotiating all last year, all last summer. They should. This negotiation shouldn't have started in the middle of February. That's where my disappointment comes in. That's where I have to blame both sides because it's not just one side. It takes two to tango. And, you know, one side could have easily went to the other rather than everybody just sitting around waiting for each other. I'm not going to argue with your point on that one. I I think me and Dave have a little bit of a difference of opinion on that, but at the end of the day, we're all disappointed with the way this has gone here. So that's inconsequential. I will say, and I'm curious uh, for your thoughts on this one, I think it's very poor form by the owners who don't want to give the don't want to concede to the players to announce that they have a new streaming deal with Apple TV right in the middle of all this, as they did earlier today. I think that's a horrible thing to announce right well, in the listen, middle of it. They've also announced, too, about the playoffs, that if they don't go to a 14-team playoff, it's only going to be $85 million that ESPN has to pay. And if they're able to go to a 14-team playoff instead of the 12-team, ESPN's going to pay them $100 million for the playoffs instead. So it's like, you know, they're putting all these numbers out there and negotiations out there. But I, I don't think any of it really makes them look good. Like, I, I don't know what they're trying to get out of. And who's going to tune into Apple TV to watch them when there's no mm. games to watch? The point I was making, though, is you're telling the players we can't go higher on things like the collective bargaining tax um, or not that. Um, what is what is um, competitive balance tax? Excuse me. I always get those confused. Competitive yeah, balance tax. You can't go anyway. No, that's a bullshit tax anyway. Because those it's turned those into bullshit. a salary cap, though. It's turned know, into the salary cap. Yes and no, but uh, what, what that was supposed to mean was those teams are supposed to get that money and then reinvest it into their teams. Oh, I agree with get you. their teams up another level. Instead, yes. they take that money and they put it in their pockets so that this year they make sure they make a profit every single year. Yes. That's not the yes. That is literally the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Mets, all these high-paying teams – pretty much pay the rest of the league off. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I mean, for them, they're the ones that are sticking their craw here and going, no, we don't want to raise it. We don't want to raise it. They don't want to raise it because they don't, they want more money. 
They want more money. And guess what? If it gets raised to 300 million, then guess what? The Mets can spend up to there without having to go over, you know, without having to pay that tax to all these other shitty teams, you know? And these teams aren't allocating the funds correctly. And if they're not going to do that, they shouldn't be entitled to. So I'm all for raising it up. It should be raised up at this point. It should be like the salary cap is in other leagues where it gets raised incrementally every year um, mm-hmm. based on either league revenue or however it goes. But that's also part of the problem is some teams are publicly owned, so they have to open their books. If other teams are privately owned, they don't have to open their books. And they as far as I know, they have to open the books. As far as I know, there's only one team that's publicly owned in baseball. It's the Atlanta Braves. And they made some profit. Liberty Media made some profit last year. And they may wind up letting Freddie Freeman go in free agency. Yeah. And guess what? They have, they, you know, if they want to look at books, they can ask Atlanta to open their books. They got to open them. Oh, they already did. No, it's all over. It's, I don't know if it is right now, but it was all over Twitter like a week or two ago. It was. They made like $100 million last season. We're going to let Freddie Freeman go. Face of our franchise. For the last decade, we're going to let him go to the Yankees, possibly. We're going to let him go to the Dodgers, possibly. It's a bad look. It's a bad look. But the point I was making there, and you kind of made some of it for me, though, is you're announcing all these television deals. You're telling the players, we can't raise anything. We can't raise that. We can't raise the uh, the bonus pool for the pre-arbitration players beyond $30 million. You, you're saying one thing and doing something else. You can do it. You just don't want to. I agree. You know, they, yeah. they, that's, what, that's what bothers everybody is that they're just not willing to budge at all. Mm-hmm. There's a deal to be made, but I got to be honest, it's really going to be if the players just suck it up and, you know, take the hit or if they're strong enough to really wait it out and fight for it. But if they do, they're, they're at the risk of really, really hurting the sport. And to be honest, it kind of kind of happened to the NHL. And I wish that, yeah. you know, fight for Schnorros were on with us, kind of go back over that because I'm sure he could give us a little bit of a history lesson. But when the NHL went on strike, they thought they were striking for something different than what they ended up actually getting. And... That, to me, is the worry here with baseball. They're going to end up striking, but in the end, they're going to come back because everybody eventually is going to want to play and make some money, and they're going to end up taking a way shittier deal than they should. Um, And it's just unfortunate. Mm. Now, I agree, and the hockey comparison is definitely a good one to make because that, that is a sport that lost a year and a half, started out as a strike, ended up as a lockout, and it took them a very long time to recover popularity. Hockey's always traditionally been behind the big three in popularity. They were just starting to get some. Then that happened. Took them a very long time to get back on track. So that's definitely a good comparison to make there when you look at the state of baseball in terms of popularity in 2022 to most people. Dave, I don't know if you want to throw anything in here. Uh, honestly, Mike, you baseballed me out last week, so. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I mean, I think, (laughs) all told, I maybe got like 15 or 20 minutes of baseball, which is probably the equivalent of baseball talk I've given you guys the last year. So, I, I, it's nothing to do with you. It's more that I, I, 
think I have anything else to add. Yeah, but yeah, Eric's nothing's here really, now. Nothing's really changed from last week, though. I think it's his point that, that he doesn't True. have anything necessarily True. new to add. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a wait and see, shitty approach right now that we all have. Um, and listen, all I could say is uh, start watching some college basketball. Uh, there's six games on tonight where teams are going to punch their tickets to the big dance. We have the Northeast Conference Tournament uh, final tonight. Bryant versus Wagner. They're at the half on ESPN2. We got the CAA Championship final tonight. UNC uh, Wilmington versus Delaware at the half. Wilmington, uh, UNC Wilmington is up 34-30. Um, you also have what other games were that were punching their ticket today. You also have uh the ASUN championship, ASUN championship. Well, uh, where Bell Belarmine, Belarmine, I'm butchering that name, Belarmine beat Jacksonville 77 72. So, Belarmine is gonna be in the NCAA tournament, B E L L A R M I N E. Can we pray that they're the Cinderella team this year, please? <laughs> we also have teams that you've heard of before. West, the West Coast Conference Tournament. So the WCC Tournament finalists tonight, number one seed Gonzaga, or number one ranked Gonzaga, I should say, against number 17 ranked St. Mary's. That's a 9 o'clock on ESPN. Winner of that punches their ticket to the big dance, although both teams will definitely be there no matter what. It'll be interesting to see if St. Mary's can maybe make an upset, though. Uh, another one is uh, 9 o'clock on ESPN2. You have the Summit League Championship, South Dakota State versus North Dakota State. All six of those games um, matter, all, with only Belarmine <laughs> punching their ticket to the NCAA tournament first. Um, so... Way to go, Belarmine, and uh, to the rest of the teams watching college basketball tonight. Uh, other than that, there are lots of other conference games on. I mean, uh, that are mostly are in the first round of their conference tournaments. You got Louisville playing Georgia Tech, uh, Clemson beat NC State earlier. Uh, you know, lots of different games on. I'm trying to, nothing else really grabs me too much there. Um, oh, Eric. so Eric yeah. White. On college basketball, two things. First one is more selfish me being happy. Uh, UNC beat Duke in Coach K's final home game. So love that moment. Even though I do respect Coach K, I'm a Tar Heel fan. So just love the hell out of that moment. More importantly, though, and this is something I mentioned on the show I want to say maybe about a month or two ago, maybe about two months ago now, Dickie V officially mm. announced about an hour and a half ago that his all his tests came back today showing his body is cancer-free. So Dickie well, V... that's the best news. Dickie I, did, I, I did see that tweet. Let's... Fucking go, diaper dandy baby. All about. <laughs> so. I, I love it. I love to hear that. Uh, you guys know me. I'm a big, 
big supporter of Dickie V. So um, no, that's that's tremendous news. I'm really glad to hear that. It was awesome. Like I said, I was amped to announce that you beat Duke. It was awesome, baby. I'm telling you, Dickie V all the way, man. The world is a better place with him in it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I did see your tweet um, retweeting Dickie V's when we started the show. So, yeah, that is great news. Great oh, news. Yeah. I wanted to make sure I, I, I... Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have to say this. It's great news. No, we're talking awesome, baby. It's awesome, baby. What a- Hell yeah. <laughs> We'll honor him by watching some Vapor Dandies tonight. How about that? There you go. Oh, fair enough. Sure, fair enough. Every show. Every game that's played, I guarantee you the announcers doing that game <laughs> are going to say do you know? Do you know something, though, that I thought was really interesting? Because you know he's kind of like the face of college basketball. Almost everybody knows Dickie B. You know he's never called uh NCAA tournament game ever? I did know that, actually. I did not. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Oh, that's because ESPN doesn't host any of the games and he works for ESPN. They got to do something like they did for Craig Sager. They got to, I, I, the fact that he's in remission even more, they, they have to do something like that where they, they let Craig, Craig Sager be the reporter during one of the finals games, even though TNT didn't have the rights. They got to do something like that for him. I would 100% agree and be all for it. Like, let him call the national championship. Give it to Hell him. yeah. I don't give a shit who the, guy, who the guys are. I mean, it's the same guys every year. I just can't remember the names off the top of my head. But like, Usually, like, Brent Musburger and... Uh, Musburger for college basketball? Hmm. I don't know. Isn't it? Who is it normally for college I mean, basketball? listen, I, I, you're asking the wrong person if you're asking me there. I have no idea. That just sounded weird to me. I don't know. It comes to mind. I feel like I could be wrong, but maybe. Well, I it's, like it's CBS, right? Yeah. CBS, oh, Jim, huh? Jim Nance is your play-by-play. There you go, Jim Nance. Yo, give me Jim Nance and Dickie V. That'd be Jim fantastic. Play-by-play and Dickie V doing the color commentary. I am all. I would I wouldn't care if it was the two teams I hated the most in my life. I would watch that in a heartbeat. Can't argue. That's awesome. Talking awesome, baby. We're talking awesome, baby. That's my thing, you think. He'd be happy. <laughs> nice. All right. Does anybody else have anything else they'd like to bring up tonight? Um, anybody? I, I will say uh, NBA races in the Eastern Conference specifically are getting really tight for the playoffs. Uh, Chicago just went on a five-game losing streak, so they went from the one seed to the four. They're only a half game ahead of Boston, who since 2022 has started is like 10 games above 500. Uh, Boston's been playing some really good ball. Miami, the number one seed in the East, just got Victor Oladipo back and then put a shellac on somebody. Uh, John Morant fighting for the MVP now all of a sudden. At it, like, dude, is something special. Um, 
Golden State getting Draymond Green back probably next week, which automatically starts making them more competitive. And I think the only other thing I can mention is that since the all, um, not since the All Star break, what was it? Ah, shit, I can't remember. All I know is that the two worst records in the league over the last X amount of time, I can't remember what the time period is, are the Los Angeles Lakers and the Houston Rockets, both with only three wins over that time period. So that old-ass crew they put together in L.A. uh, definitely uh, does not seem to be panning out for them. So uh, a couple quick NBA notes to drop in there for you. Uh, You know, obviously being a Bulls fan, that's why I mentioned them more than anything else, but – um yeah the east is going to be tight uh and the west is you know kind of top heavy this year uh and the lakers are literally this could be one of the worst records lebron james will ever have in his nba career it's crazy to me to see memphis the number two seed in the western conference that's ridiculous to me and they have the chance to do more because what Paul and Booker are out now, right? Uh, yeah, COVID protocols. They're, they should only miss maybe two more games. Ah, I thought Paul got hurt with like a knee injury or something or a leg injury. Uh, he got hurt with a thumb injury. Uh, Ooh, not even close. Okay, right before the all star game, so that's why during the all star game, he only played a couple possessions just to like, be in the game or whatever, or mm. say your all star game. Um, but besides that, yeah, he doubt that, but then they also put him in COVID protocol as well. But that's why Booker's out. So Booker mm. should be back within the next three or four games for them. Paul, that could be a more of a two be determined. They might they might even be patient with him and, and let him rest a little bit. I mean, they're good enough they can make the finals even if they're not a one seed. True. Very true. But yeah, that's really it, man couple quick uh notes from the nba fair enough thank you for that eric you got anything else He's um i mean other than nba wise i mean but not necessarily i'm trying to think off the top oh, of my head great deadline is 13 days from today so we got to hit up uh Schmelrose and uh see if we can get him on next week See who's going to be fired sellers. Yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. I, if nobody has anything else sports related, I have to bring this up. Did anybody else see the Batman this week? Did no. not see it yet. All right. I'm Heard not going to. A lot of good sp- things, but have not seen it yet. Yeah. I mean, I gave you guys my quick thoughts in the text. I'm just going to say it real quick here. I really liked it. I thought it was a really done movie, really well done movie. Excuse me. Uh, Pattinson is very good as Batman. I'm just going to tell you guys a couple things real quick. It's a long movie. Doesn't make it a bad movie. It's a very good movie. I can definitely say I was not bored during it at all. It's the most different of any Batman movie any of us have seen in our lifetimes, without question. And I but mean is that because it it's more grounded, or is it just, uh, no. what makes it so different? No, it, it, it's not the grounded part at all, because truthfully, the, the Nolan Batmans were grounded, too. It's different because, number one, you don't see Batman as Bruce Wayne for more than five minutes in this movie, because this is a Batman who's not comfortable being Bruce Wayne yet. 
So that's an interesting thing right there. You see more interaction between him and Jim Gordon and the overall Gotham Police Department than you see in any other Batman movie you've ever seen. You, the, the villains, I, I love that we have these different takes on the villains now. This Riddler take is so beyond anything you've ever seen from Frank Gorshin in the old Batman series, from Jim Carrey. It's so different. I, I'm not even going to tell you. Paul Nano is really good as Riddler. Uh, Zoe uh, Kravitz, really good as Catwoman. Again, we've talked about the fact that Colin Farrell doesn't even look recognizable as Oswald Cobblepot. He's not Penguin in this movie. He's just Oswald Cobblepot. He tells people to call him Ozzy. Really good. There's no, there is maybe 10 minutes of action in this movie. Obviously, it's a Batman movie, so you have action scenes. This is more of a drama. This is more of a murder mystery. There's even some horror elements in this movie. But it's it th nothing really felt over the top to me on that. But grounded by itself, we've seen Batman grounded before. This is just a different take. And I really like what they did. And I want to see more of Pattinson as Batman. I really do. I don't know. E Eric, it sounds like I I'm not going to like this movie. <laughs> there you go. There it is. <laughs> There it is. I know. I huh? really um honestly all the people I know, people I follow, every single person that I know or follow that has seen this movie, except literally one, <laughs> that it is a great Batman movie. Every one of them. And if that's the case, and Look, I, I've never been one to watch a movie that I wanted to watch and cared about the opinions of anybody else. Because we all watch movies and just go in with different expectations. We like different things. So I've always had that mindset. But the one thing I do know is that when I've wanted to see a movie and a large majority of the people I know that saw that movie liked it, I usually like it as well. So uh, mm. I'm excited to see it. Uh, I told you guys a while ago, uh, I'm going to be stealing my best friend's girlfriend and take, taking her to go see it because he has no interest in seeing it. All right. Uh, so that that's when I'm going to go see it. I just got to figure out when I can go with her. Um, but yeah, it's I'm excited to see it and I'm happy to hear you liked it. And I'll, I will do my best to see it probably in the next week or two. Mm. Let me ask you. There's Good. really one friend of yours that I, I would I would like to know his opinion. I think you know where I'm going. I should probably just text him myself and ask him. But has Joey Ball seen it? And if he has, what is his opinion of it, uh, if you don't mind? Uh, so as far as I know, he hasn't seen it. But I also haven't spoken to him Um since it came out i think the last time i talked to him he was here he, he was uh so i texted you guys last yeah he was here last tuesday so i texted you guys last tuesday saying i had to i had to hop off early he was the friend that was coming over wait a so, minute you couldn't just put him on the air the hell I, is that i asked he said he, he said he there was nothing he wanted to talk about and fuck baseball right now so, <laughs> okay fair enough 
Yeah, so I think he more just had that mindset of an angry fan and just was like, I don't <laughs> want to talk about it, which we don't. <laughs> Say it again, Dave. You broke up a little bit there. I said, I think he was just an angry bat- baseball fan and didn't want to talk about it, and we can all respect that. True. True. Eric, I'm going to try not to be offended by that, that my opinion is not good enough, but I get where you were going with that, so that's fine. Oh, no, no, your opinion is yeah. funny, though. I was just looking for more Oh, no, I was making a joke, guys. I wasn't oh, really God, mad. Okay. I, yeah, no, no, no. Okay. I was like, Mike, if you knew Joey as well as me and Eric do, I, I mean, I'm telling you, a unicorn. If I'm not mistaken, he unicorn. might even have a tattoo of Batman on him. He oh, does. no kidding. Yes, he does. Okay, okay. But like, I, Joey, I, Joey could have a unicorn shit out of rainbow that led him to a pot of gold and a, a little leprechaun, and he'd still find something to bitch about. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. He might really like this take on Batman. No, that's what I'm interested to hear. Listen, I, I, I'll tell you this. I just think it's cool that we live in a world where a character like Batman, you can have bit different takes on Batman. And I like the fact that we got something totally different than what we've ever seen before. Whether it was Michael Keaton or Christian Bale or Ben Affleck. What Pattinson did here was completely, I don't want to say completely out of left field. But when you look at the other movies, there's always a gravitas to him. Like, this Batman isn't even called Batman in the movie. Like, you've all seen the trailers where they, the guy goes, who are you? And he goes, I'm Vengeance. They call him vengeance in the movie. They don't call him Batman, which didn't really hit me until I'm, you know, after the movie, I'm watching a couple of reviews on YouTube. And then I'm just like, I'm just going to throw this out there, though. Like you're talking to guys who haven't seen it yet. And before you like start like saying two, no, 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 nothing. I've nothing. No, 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 no. Nothing I've said. Well, is like going to take away know, anything. The penguin, the penguin, they call him Oswald Copperpot will call me Ozzy. You, know, you can know, see that. You can see that. Vengeance. I'm just, well, I'm just no, no, no. saying you're, you're well, well, the border on spoilery. So just, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That Oswald, Koppel, that Oswald Copperpot thing has been out for months. That's been out for months. If you guys didn't see it, that's not my fault. That's been out long before the movie came out. That he what wasn't called Penguin. Yeah, right. no. Well, that, even still, they, no. I wasn't reading those trades, so I'm just saying. I'm just saying you're you're starting to get close. No, I'm not. I, I trust me. I have given. I have given nothing away that will take away from your enjoyment of the movie. I can say that with all honesty. All right. Hello. Yeah. All right. No, trust me. I am good with non-spoilers. There's nothing about this that really qualifies as a spoiler, if I'm being honest. So. It's It'll a good funny. movie. They didn't call Catwoman Catwoman, and they didn't call the Riddler the Riddler. Nobody really had their real name, so it was just like Batman. But nobody really is the Batman or any of the real characters. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of funny to me. I think oh, the only I think the only appropriate thing for me to say is, "All right, does anybody have anything else?" I, I mean, like, I will. I will just say, I think Eric stopped you at the right point because you started to get excited. So you might have, you might have went down I the rabbit hole. I realized I wasn't going down a rabbit hole. Look, I Eric, promise you, 
I don't think anything you anything you said is going to ruin the movie for me. So you're good. No, huh? no, not at all. I don't think you. I don't think you. Thank you, thank I, said, you. I think you were getting that. So. I know. Well, I, we don't need to. The, the, that. Ra- that, the that's rabbit fine. hole. The rabbit hole was calling your name, Mike, and you were trying to. It's like the sirens, you know, like from the the, the sailor days. Sirens. Drove All right, I'll I'll go along with it. Well, it was a cute looking rabbit. What do you want me to do? Well, you know, it was a cute rabbit. No arguments there, Mike. <laughs> I'll go along. I'm hoping it. to see at some point this weekend. That's my goal. Well, I hope you guys get to see it. Uh, well, actually, this will be the last thing I bring up, because, Dave, I know I got your thoughts on this a few weeks ago. Eric, did you ever see Spider-Man No Way Home? No, I still haven't seen it. Good goddamn, man. I know, but at this point, I'm practically waiting for the Disney Plus, because, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it. Believe it or not, I've been a terrible Marvel person. I haven't seen uh, Eternals either. I've actually watched more DC stuff in the past year, probably with uh, Justice League, Suicide Squad, and, and Peacemaker than I really have Marvel because, yeah, really just have watched the Marvel TV shows. I think Shang-Chi and I've seen Black Widow, and that was really the last thing I think I saw was Shang-Chi. So, you know, I've been a terrible Marvel fan lately. I, I, <laughs> I got to be honest. Um, but I've been just slightly more interested, I think, in the stuff that DC's been doing. And... They also uh, like made it games. easier. They made it much easier. You know, but I like Zack Snyder's vision, so I like his version of the Justice League. I like James Gunn, so uh, I really enjoyed the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. I thought was probably one of the best shows I watched on television, you know, in a long time. So I, I, I really enjoyed it all. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm more on the DC bandwagon. I feel like lately than I am the. Marvel bandwagon, but I also feel like Marvel needs to now start dipping into like the other characters. They're going to get back into X Men, which is more of a reboot, and they're getting back into some of that stuff. So maybe that'll get me interested again. But I don't know. It depends on what iterations of those characters and stories we get. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I still think there's a lot of big, bright tales to tell in the DC future. And uh, I'm looking forward bright, to Bright is too. not bright. Bright is not the word I would use there, yeah, but I, I get I get the, really, in, the whole DC, <laughs> in the old DCU, it's not really the right word to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, way more bleak and down than it is in Marvel. But either way, I would say for Aquaman 2, I'm pumped up about Black Adam. I think The Rock's going to absolutely kill it, uh, like literally and figuratively. I think he's just going to, he's going to be an absolute monster and really the superhero we've all been waiting for Dwayne The Rock Johnson to turn into. So... Um, I think that's cool. Uh, I, um, I'm excited for a lot of different things. So, I mean, listen, Marvel things are getting me excited too. I'm going to be excited to see Thor. Um, I'm going to be excited to see, uh, Dr. Strange in, in the multiverse of madness. For some reason, I just, one, I don't really have a movie partner necessarily right now to go to any of this stuff with. Janice was working all season. So that's part of the reason I didn't go to see No Way Home is I wasn't really into, like, going there, like, by myself. And so we'll see. But I'm sure I'll catch it. I'm sure I'll get back into the Marvel swing of things. But uh, in the meantime, I'm, I'm at least enjoying the stuff from D.C. And, uh, yeah. Out of curiosity, I'm the only person who goes to the movies by myself, right? No, I have. I have. Mm. Just not frequently. 
Oh. Yeah, and not and not really since the whole like you know COVID nonsense, whatever. Like, I've been a lot less likely to like go do those things, and I know I shouldn't. I really don't have anything mm. to fear. Like, no, I should be. There shouldn't be an issue. Like, you know, but I just I've been more like, eh, I'll just stay home and watch something instead. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. For the most part, I mean, listen, if I was waiting for a movie partner, I'd be waiting for my death, truthfully, because uh, I am a loner. <laughs> uh, but no, no disrespect, no disrespect to you, Eric. You have a wife. You should go see movies with your wife. I appreciate. No, that. but That's I'll be cool honest. Sometimes she doesn't like to go. Sometimes I take her friend Heather. Sometimes, I, sometimes I've gone with my buddy Carl. Like there's other times mm-hmm. we've gone, and uh, you know, it's just. Mm. I feel like it's more enjoyable when I can either comment right after or make comments during or whatever, like kind of like, oh shit, or like, you know, I, mm. I, I don't know, it kind of uh, ups my movie experience, I would yeah. say. The only time I had a movie partner was there was a couple year period where me and my mom were going to see all the movies together because she she's a comic book movie fan. Um, if you guys have ever watched a movie with your parents, I'm sure I'm not alone with this. Uh, so we'll go to see the movie, and then I have to spend the next hour explaining everything to her. That happens. But oh, yeah. At least, oh, yeah, absolutely. So that, that always happens. It's like a game of Mad Libs. She has the information. You just have to pull it out. That's all. But uh, I think the last movie me and her wound up seeing together might have been Spider-Man Far From Home. And then the pandemic hit, and we really haven't She She's staying away from the theaters right now, obviously. So, but I've been going by myself. I don't care. I don't care. It's fine. But I will tell yep. And I will tell you right now, most fun I ever had in a movie was Avengers Endgame. My mom was sitting right next to me. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I went I went and watched it with Joey Balls, and then I took my mom to go see it. There you go. And the Iron hey. Man the end, I just turned and looked at her and watched the tear go down her cheek. I was like, I knew you were gonna cry. <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah. My See, mom we... never got into any of those movies, unfortunately. And my dad, nah, he's more of like you know, uh, watching some old westerns or you know any of those kind of things, as opposed to any of this you know kind of stuff. So I was always you know well with my friends and that kind of thing, and um, obviously with Janice in the last bunch of years. But yeah, it's always been like a. Like a social thing going to the movies. So that's, you know, I don't know. I know, Mike, yeah. you used to work at the movies, though, right? So it was a lot more easily accessible for you to just kind of like pop in and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to check this out, right? Well, you want to know. You, so here's the weird thing about that. Yes, I did spend almost 10 years working at movie theaters. That ended right before the first Avengers came out. So the last 10 years, basically, I haven't worked at movie theaters. There was a time for oh. a couple of years. After, yeah, there was a time for a couple of years after that where I would still get free tickets to the first movie theater I worked at because it's only like 15 minutes for me. And I I still knew a lot of people from when I had worked there. They're all gone. They're all gone. Uh, my old managing director, he retired 2013, 2014. So I really haven't gotten free tickets and what is it eight years now so i don't have the connections i used to have and unfortunately i didn't get the free tickets when this whole you know because pre-avengers it was starting but it wasn't there yet this whole era that we've lived through now i had to pay full price for that shit but i got cheap theaters around me so i i have advantages that is nice 
yeah. theaters around us are pretty expensive. I think yeah. anyway. Yeah. Now I still got a couple of cheap ones around here where I don't have to pay twenty bucks for a ticket. So I still got that. But yeah, now for uh, us movies with two people and don't even get popcorn or something, almost forty. Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. I say it's like 15, 16 bucks. But at least if you go to, I don't know, Dave, you ever go down to the one in Morristown? I like the reclining seats. Oh, God. So, a nice recline. so comfortable. Mm. The first theater I worked at, I was there when it went from Lowe's to AMC. And then after I left, they upgraded to the like stadium seatings and the, the, the seats that you guys are talking about. Every now and then, I and I don't think I've been there since the pandemic started, but every now we lost them on an every now and then. <laughs> uh, it happens, it happens. He'll be kicking himself when he gets back, but either way, yeah, it um, happens every then. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, yeah. he's back. He's back. Good oh, I cut. Back, oh, did I? Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Like, yeah, we lost everything you said. So it was a good segue to uh, <laughs> final thoughts. Final thoughts. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us here tonight on all our podcasting outlets Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor, Bullhorn. Always thank you guys for listening to us. And yes, let's do some final thoughts. Dave Hastings. Um, every now and then. It just seems appropriate right now. Just take it. Just roll. <laughs> just roll with it. All right. I'm going to have to go back and listen to some audio here. All right. Uh, Eric Tressler. Every now and then, stay you got to stay sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh, I'm, def- I'm definitely. Listen, you're going to have yourself a good laugh. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. And I am Mike Agliolauro. Thank you, everybody, for listening once again. Thank you guys for being here. Always a fun fun time. Thank you all for listening. We will see you all next week.